Welcome to the Fiber for Breakfast podcast, a series that discusses fiber as the critical infrastructure for today's growing broadband needs. Listen in as Gary Bolton, CEO and President of the Fiber Broadband Association, speaks with industry thought leaders and experts about connectivity issues and the impact on the remote workplace. I hope you enjoy today's discussion, which will start momentarily. And remember to subscribe and like this podcast on your favorite platform. This week's Fiber for Breakfast brought to you by our platinum sponsor, Broadband.Money. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Fiber Broadband Association's Fiber for Breakfast. We're now in our 12th episode of 2022. Before we kick off, I'd like to thank our sponsors of Fiber for Breakfast, including our platinum sponsor, Broadband.Money, our gold sponsor, Jonar Tools Millennium, and MyBundle.TV and our silver sponsor, STL. Today, we kick off our series of regional Fiber Connect workshops beginning in Baton Rouge. These will be one-day workshops to help communities prepare for fiber broadband infrastructure builds. In addition to Baton Rouge, we'll be in Providence, Rhode Island on April 19th, Nashville as part of our pre-conference workshops on July 12th, and then Copper Mountain Resort in Colorado on August 23rd, and in in Columbus, Ohio on November 3rd. So we hope to see you there. And Jennifer will put um, some regional connect and registration information into the chat. You know, I'm very excited about today's Fire for Breakfast um, session. Today we're gonna be discussing Fiber Connect 2022 sets the agenda to close the digital divide. You know, last week we had a great session with my very good friend, Dr. Douglas Sicker, the executive director of BTAG, and the former CTO for the FCC, is also a former CTO for NTIA, and along with his colleague, Greg White, the, um, the BTAG Twig editor on the primary factors directly affecting end user internet performance in last week's session, Broadband Latency Explained. You know, I'm a big fan of BTAG reports, and it appears from the size of last week's audience that quite a few folks are really interested in better understanding latency and its impact on subscriber experience. You know, Greg did a great job on explaining the difference between idle latency and working latency, and hopefully we can leverage BTAG's work to help ensure that NTI can incorporate a good definition of latency into the network performance requirements for the B program. Today, we're gonna be speaking with my great friends, Joseph J.J. Jones, uh, the Fiber Broadband Association's board member and chair of the Fiber Connect Conference Committee, and EVP at OnTrack, as well as Rich Williams, the Fiber Connect Program Director and President of Connect2 Communications on Fiber Connect 2022 sets the agenda to close the digital divide. You know, last year, Fiber Connect in Nashville was an amazing event. The energy, excitement, and the vibe from the event remind me of the way I felt in the late 1990s when the internet was just starting to take off. It was an exciting and historic time. And we're now at the beginning of another incredible investment cycle in our industry. And this year's Fiber Connect is shaping up to be the most exciting event in our industry. Joseph Jones, JJ, is the EVP at OnTrack. He's a Fiber Broadband Association board member and Fiber Connect conference chair. JJ spent his entire career in the telecommunications industry, which has spanned over 25 years. JHA has vast experience from field installation services, quality assurance functions, administrative roles to operations, 
which includes over 25 various cable and fiber broadband startups nationwide and direct involvement in developing operational and customer service strategies that help define OnTrack in an increasingly competitive market. Joseph's current role as the Executive Vice President has him overseeing daily company operations with a focus on company strategy, profitability, and customer relationships. In addition to all those responsibilities and OnTrack, he gives countless volunteer hours to the Fiber Broadband Association, and he is currently on the Board of Directors and is serving as the 2022 Vice Chairman of the Board. JJ has served on and chaired various committees for the past 15 years, including being the Fiber Connect Conference Chairman for eight consecutive years, where he oversees the Fiber Connect, which is industry's leading all-fiber broadband conference. JJ is also a two-time recipient, 2010 and 2020, of the Photon Award, which recognizes a fiber broadband member who, through their volunteer contribution, has demonstrated a high level of dedication to the organization and to the contributions to the industry. Rich Williams is the founder and president of Connect2 Communications, as well as head storyologist, and he is the 2022 FiberConnect program director. Since co-founding, or excuse me, founding Connect2 in 2023, he has helped companies like Acme Packet, Adtran, Metaswitch, Metro Ethernet Forum, Tipping Point, and Verdant Global mix the right elements to serve up stories and enable his clients to achieve corporate, business, market, and sales objectives. Connect2 believes the right story at the right time can change everything. So with all that, welcome JJ and Rich. And for our audience, you can type in your questions that go, and um, we'll turn it over to JJ to kick things off. Gary, well, thank you very much for the introduction for Rich and I. We're excited to join you today. And Man, believe it or not, we're 90, less than 90 days away from Fiber Connect 2022. And, uh, but I feel like before I kind of set that stage, I've got to go back a little bit and talk about last year. And um, you kind of highlighted it, Gary, just what an amazing uh, just conference that we had. But I'm going to kind of get a little bit more kind of maybe behind the scenes uh, for, for our listeners here. You know, you and I, took a trip to Dallas, Texas in February of last year in 2021 to the Gaylord Texan because we were scheduled to have our conference there in June of last year. But just looking at the COVID numbers and kind of where things were nationally and a lot of companies still with a lot of travel restrictions, uh, we were able to work with the Gaylord property in Nashville there at the Opryland and get our conference moved from Dallas in June to Nashville in July, which got us about another eight weeks. And, uh, you know, Gary, that really made the difference for us. It really did. And with, with that move and with what was going on in the industry and what I call COVID fatigue, it was kind of a everything, all the stars lined up perfectly for us in a good way. And, um, you know, what that did for us was give us our best conference in history. And I'm, I'm going to go through some stats. I'm kind of a, a, a nerd stat guy. And uh, if you look at some of our stats for, for 2021, just to highlight and recap, we had 2,138 attendees, which was just incredible. Um, our biggest in our history of, of 20 years of conferences, over 413 network operators were in attendance, over 107 government officials were in attendance, 145 exhibitors, over 165 speakers, that covered 55 sessions. And so I felt like 
just as an association, uh, we just hit it out of the park and um, just very proud of, of what we accomplished last year. But, you know, the one question um, you guys kind of have, what have you done for me lately? It's kind of the saying. But the one question that Rich and I constantly are getting right now is how are you going to top last year? And uh, that's a that's a very good question. But uh, we feel like we are putting together the program, um, the agenda that's going to make uh, last year um, even as great as it was. This year is going to be even better. And I'm going to let Rich uh, kind of take over and kind of give you an overview of what to expect in uh, 2022 for Fiber Connect. Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, JJ. The, you, you kind of threw me for a loop when you said we're under 90 days from the show because <laughs> we started working on this back in October, I think. Yeah. Like really looking at what worked well, what didn't, what were the topics we thought were going to be important for the market to hear during this time frame, when, during June of 2022. So it was a little bit of forecasting um, and then and started working to assemble a, a lineup of speakers and topics that we think really address some of the opportunities that exist for the market and will also help operators maximize the opportunity that Gary referenced in the historic funding we're seeing. So I'm excited, particularly excited by the, the keynotes we have. One of our goals for this year was to have um, at least two keynotes from what we call demand drivers, those companies that are, are pushing the capacity limits of the network today, right? And we'll be introducing new services and new applications that are consume even more capacity. And as fiber goes everywhere, it's gonna go everywhere. So we've got Randy Brogo from Meta, um, which is, he's part of the formerly Facebook connectivity team, and Kevin Leinhart from TiVo as our demand drivers. And then we have Catherine DeWitt with the Pew Charitable Trust, and she runs their broadband advisory. And she has been watching this market for over a decade and has been have insights into where things are going, where they could go, where they should go, what opportunities exist. And then we have on Wednesday, so make sure you stay around for Wednesday, Dr. Christopher Ali, who's the author of Farm Fresh Broadband. Um, it's a book that he and his dog got in his car and drove around and talked to municipalities. And, and these are his insights and recommendations. That's really a fascinating read. Um, and then we have one more keynote that we still have to announce that we're looking to confirm in the next couple of weeks, which we'll share with you, that will be the ideal start to the conference. Um, but looking at having industry and influencers and regulators and policymakers all part of the programming so that we get a complete snapshot of what's possible um, and and what um, should happen. Um, the theme this year is when capacity is unlimited, the possibilities are limitless. And so you'll see a lot of program we have during the conference designed to support that. So beyond the, the actual standalone keynotes, we've got a great mix of speakers and a variety of panels um, focused on federal issues, state issues, the economic impact of fiber. If you look at these slides, you can see we just got a really good cross-section of basically the entire ecosystem from the fiber broadband industry, from regulators like Laura Spending from NTIA and Undersecretary Taurus Small from the USDA Rural Development, to state broadband offices, Peggy Schaefer from Connect Maine and Taylor Beatty from Nashville, Tamara Holmes from Virginia and Jessica Simpson from Georgia. We've got a great mix of operators of all sizes, um, really helping contribute and shape the debate. Additionally, we've got great speakers from uh, industry. In, uh, NACO, for the first time, will be speaking at the conference from uh, ACA, from CTA, right? CTA is really that the, the ecosystem of, of companies that are putting pressure on the network for capacity. And then, of course, solution vendors, municipalities, and utility broadband, 
broadband providers. So just a really good snapshot of, of everyone involved and what's really going to work together to close the digital divide. Um, and then because while we think it's great when you're at the show, we want to make sure the message is out there. We want to make sure that FBA members know that, that FBA is becoming a part of your news cycle. We have um, partnerships with the best brands in, in telecom reporting, the media sites, as well as analyst firms. And they're all involved in, in multiple ways, from growing the show in advance to guaranteeing editorial coverage and having editors at the show, to supporting us in social media. During the conference, we have um, telecompetitor and cable facts and threat posts that are helping us create content specific to their markets. You know, Lightreading will be there with their video booth. The Verge Digest will be there doing video. Um, all the all these publications will have editorial coverage. And then, you know, a, a program we're particularly excited back about this year, which is new, and that's the Proof of Concept program. The analysts will serve as the judges, and awards will be handed out Wednesday morning. So, really looking forward to having people participate in that. Um, really showing how your technology, our service, or application can help operators maximize the opportunity that fiber provides. Again, when capacity is unlimited, the possibilities are limitless, and the POC is a big part of showing how your company can do that. Thanks, oh, that's great. Yeah, this uh, great, uh, great content that you know our teams have put together, uh, Gary, and to to hit on a couple other highlights. Uh, you know, go back to some of the stats. Uh, we're looking at right now to have over 200 speakers. And so increasing from last year to about 200 speakers, 25% of those being network operator representatives, gonna have over 70 sessions this year. So an increase in that uh, can count on already 175 exhibitors, 30 more than last year. And um, I'm just excited just about those stats. Also wanna kind of touch base on our pre-conference workshops. Uh, last year we had three and this year we're making that five and so we're going to do the fiber broadband starter kit workshop which has kind of been our staple um, every year really for the past six years and so in the fiber broadband starter kit workshop we're going to cover the community broadband assessment uh, building community support and political will uh, the value and impact of research and brand positioning marketing strategies for new product launches and lessons learned for network operators we're also going to be doing one on the fiber infrastructure playbook where our invitation is to state broadband officers and we can cover the state broadband office implementing the bead program grant program design and administration funding best practices and so the fiber infrastructure playbook workshop is going to be a great one to attend also uh, then we're also glad to you know we're able to partner with some organizations and and uh, for one is ACA and CableFax are organizing a fiber panels for cable operators workshop on Sunday. And they're gonna be covering the fiber revolution, um, adding fiber to your marketing plan and going over a regulatory checklist. And then the future of fiber technologies, which is organized by Broadband Forum, which is part of their broadband acceleration seminar. And then ThreatPost is organizing a chief security officer a workshop. So excited about the five pre-conference workshops. Those take place on Sunday. And so they're pre-conference workshops. When you do the registration for your conference, uh, you'll be able to sign up for the pre-conference workshops as well. So uh, just kind of piggybacking off what Rich said, you know, 
we have such an incredible lineup of speakers, a lot of great sessions. And uh, these are ways that we feel that we're going to be able to top uh, what we did in 21, uh, Gary. And if you if you register before the early bird discount, you get complimentary registration for the pre-conference workshops. So there's some incentive to, to get your registration done now. Well, thanks, JJ and Rich. I mean, last year was definitely phenomenal. And I can't believe how I didn't think it was possible to have a better event than last year. And when I look at what's happening this year, it is absolutely amazing. Um, some of the things that kind of excite me is just the quality of speakers. I mean, just when you look at the panels and having, you know, with the BEAD program, the $42 billion to have NTIA on that panel and then be able to have, um, you know, we also have USDA. So we'll have RUS on panels. We have even Jim Stegman, the CEO of CostQuest, who's working on the FCC broadband map. So all the kind of key people that you need to see um, to be able to get all this money that's coming through or I'll, I'll be able to figure out, you know, where what's going to be served and unserved by the mapping and so forth. And then all those key, you know, offices, broadband offices that is going to be doling out that money. It just seems amazing. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Can, so, JJ, can you talk a little bit about the floors can be a little bit different this year, too? Yeah, we're trying to do a new uh, just layout this year to make it, you know, we were hoping to have uh, more exhibitors, which now we've got at least 30 more. So we, we kind of structured the floor a little bit different. Not sure if we have that slide, or, but we'll have a link you could go to. Um, but just a great new layout. We feel like it's going to open up uh, the expo floor a little bit more. Uh, just do the, you know, the anticipated traffic that we're going to have. And so uh, just a little bit different layout, but nothing, you know, too crazy. Uh, but it's going to be just a great format for us moving forward, we feel like. And so now we have like a fiber zone and we're going to have, um, we really, you know, got some really good feedback on the the exhibit hall um, theater. And so yeah. that's now in an awesome location, like front and center. Right. And we're going to have so all those. Those will definitely be a million times better than last year. Yeah, the theater has always been one of those challenging things for us, but kind of putting it front and center. We feel like it's going to bring more traffic, highlight the speakers that are there. You know, in the past, it's kind of been stuck in the back. And so this year it has a great location. And then also, like you said, you know, you've got the kind of our fiber zone and the pock area that Rich kind of touched on. We're going to be highlighting, you know, all these companies. And so it's just going to be a great layout. Um, you're not going to want to miss it. And we're also expanding our expo hours this year uh, to give more, our attendees more time to meet with the with the exhibitors. And so um, just overall excited about just all the new changes um, on the expo floor. So, Rich, um, you know, so one of the things I'm excited about is last year, <laughs> I was really surprised at our opening reception on Sunday. Um, you know, I was expecting just basically the people who showed up for the workshops to attend, but we pretty much got had over a thousand people attend that, and it was like just amazing time for everybody to reconnect. Who you have some really great Nashville talent that's coming in for that, right? That's going to be our entertainment. We do. We have um, an artist named S.J. McDonald is going to be playing at that event, and she is amazing. She is definitely on that Nashville list of who to watch next. Um, she's a Virginia native, grew up on a farm in Virginia, and has been in Nashville the last couple of years. Um, went to Belmont University, uh, major in songwriting, 
graduated, I think, three years ago, plays regularly all around Nashville. She's invited to singer-songwriter conferences around the country. Just a really bright star that's on the rise. SJ McDonald, check her out on Instagram and Spotify. She is an amazing artist, and you'll be glad you saw her there. And so then, you know, JJ, you talked about some new um, workshops. Um, so what, what um, you know, Rick's kind of outlined them, but what are the ones that you think would be, um, should people should be focused on coming in Sunday for? You know, one thing, Gary, I'm real excited about is, um, is really having something that we're targeting the state broadband office, offices and uh, officers there, because, you know, in the past, we've had a lot of, attendees from the state broadband offices, but I feel like with our fiber infrastructure playbook workshop, this is really dedicated to them because as you know, uh, most of the money is gonna be coming through the states and through the state level. And so for the officers to be there, all the representatives to really kind of go through what it's gonna take um, from the funding standpoint on, you know, the grants and how you set up the grants um, all the application processes, the whole deal is going to be part of this playbook and um, this workshop. And so I'm real excited about that. And I'm also excited about just our partnerships uh, that we have with ACA, um, with Broadband Forum, with ThreatPost, and just letting them kind of come in, help organize some of these workshops for us. And so um, just a lot of new things on the horizon for us, but um, I'm real excited about those uh, those taking place this year. So in the past, you know, we've had um, our luncheons, right? So Women in Fibers also, um, you know, really popular luncheons. Hopefully, people register. So the you know strength of Fiber Connect has always been on its educational track, and you know that's been the hallmark of Fiber Connect. But this year, it's even be better than ever. Can you guys talk about you know how this is going to be so much better? Sure. So we've been we've been working, as I mentioned at the get-go, we've been working on this since October. And we have breakout sessions that cover everything from operator best practices to public-private partnerships to issues you would experience when you're actually in the deployment phase of, of building on a network. I think we have, I think it's JJ, it's 10 different breakout session tracks that you get a running Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday, or just Monday or just Tuesday. Um, and we have some of those that run two days are uh, topics like case study central, where people are presenting how they've been able to help communities solve real world problems with innovative fiber networks. To analyst take, which is inviting our analyst partners to share their latest cutting edge research about how the market is shaping up. And that'll be, that'll be on Tuesday. So a lot of great information with with will be shared over these two days, and we look forward to people attending the sessions, letting us know what they think. And you know, we've actually already started working on 2023. Yeah. So you know, this year what kind of surprises me is the number of press and analysts and equity analysts coming. It's like I don't triple what it's been in the past, uh, or maybe more. What, so what's going on? What are they? What should we expect to see from those press and analysts? Yeah, we've got an amazing, um, amazing set of, of industry press signed up to be official media partners, partners, which means they are promoting the show. They're staying editor to cover the show. They're they're um, moderating panels, and the same with the analysts that are you know, these leading analysts that are tracking the market. They're moderating panels. They're judging the pox. Um, it's pretty exciting stuff. And, and beyond the ones we have as media partners, 
which include light reading and light wave and converged digest and telecompetitor and cable fax and, and um, many others. It, we also expect probably twice that amount to come, whether they're a media sponsor or not, to come and cover the event. So it really, it really would, I'd like to encourage companies to look at Fiber Connect as a opportunity to share news, introduce new products, talk about customer wins, talk about case studies, talk about how you're dealing with the channel or dealing with issues that are important to market because the media will be there to cover and they want to talk to members to see what they're doing. So this year also, it seems like the audience has expanded. You know, in the past, you know, we had definitely had the um, experienced service providers from the tier ones, tier twos, and a lot of tier threes. We had municipalities. Last year, we started seeing rural electric co-ops, but now we're even seeing beyond that, right? We're, we're co-located with APPA. Joseph, you might want to talk about who those are. And then also kind of now we're tribal and we're also seeing more cable and who else is going to be there? Yeah, a lot of state broadband officers are going to be there. Like you said, APPA is actually co-locating um, at the Gaylord Opera Land as well, doing their conference, which is the American Public Power Association. Uh, several tribal groups we, re we reached out to that we're looking into some partnerships. Uh, seven states is going to be there. Um, just so many different organizations, Rich, you know them as well, but um, I feel like this is the first time in our history, Gary, that we've been able to really establish ourselves uh, through what I would call association partnerships. And so it's just been great. Um, the industry is all kind of going the right direction, working together. And um, it's just encouraging to, to have all these groups um, with us and, and working with us at the same time. I think what's one of the things that's exciting to me is that we have so many more people understanding the value and the importance of making the right decision for the network infrastructure. Right, it's not, you really can't consider, you really can't just take take advantage or take, not really think about the network when you're planning services. Whether you're at the community level, whether you're at the application development level, you have to understand that fiber is the, the one infrastructure that can support the capacity needs you need to scale. So when fiber is everywhere, anything's possible. Well, we're kind of out of time here, but maybe you guys can just, close with each of you providing your closing thoughts on the conference and, and how you think you know the audience is going to benefit from this year well i would say first and foremost go register go register today for fiber connect 2022 um you thought last year was fantastic what you get to nashville for 2022 is going to even be that much better um and gary i'd also want to just take just a minute just to thank all of our sponsors uh, for Fiber Connect. Um, we've had so many great sponsors come through this year, our exhibitors as well. And I also want to say a special thank you to Rich and his team, uh, David and his team over at the MMS and our conference committee. It's all these groups working together that is really making this a success and going to be a success. And so I'm, I'm just very grateful for that group of people that's uh, working behind the scenes, putting Fiber Connect 2022, um, making it a reality. Yeah, the only thing I would add is one thing we didn't touch on that that is an important part of, of how this the industry is going to respond to the demand for broadband and the, the, the infrastructure investment from the federal government is we do have a um, optics train the trainer program at Fiber Connect. So if you're looking for staff and you need to get people trained up to help support your build out, make sure they come and register for the train the trainer so they can take that information back and, and help teach the next generation of, of people that will build these networks. 
Well, guys, um, I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, both of you guys work so incredibly hard. It's, it's hard to believe that you guys have day jobs because of all the work you do. So thank you guys for that. Uh, I, I'm excited about Fiber Connect in Nashville. I'm really excited about our regional Fiber Connect workshops, you know, starting today in Baton Rouge and then um, the ones we have coming up in Providence in April and so forth. Um, so I think it's, we're, we're on for a really good run here the next uh, several months. So it's going to be awesome. So thanks again to join us today. And next week, we're going to be discussing measuring broadband performance with Brian Dar, the Vice President of Smart Communities at UCLA. I had some great chats with UCLA, and you're not going to want to miss this one. So we'll see you again next Wednesday.